Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It just feels good. I feel like I'm in a pool of positive jello, and I'm swimming and eating at the same time, and it's incredible. Seeing Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum healthy just makes me feel good. It gives me going. It gives me the juice that I need for the rest of this season. I'm hoping that everybody stays healthy. I'm Ryan Jado. This is Believe Pelicans podcast. Let's talk about last night's game. Okay, before we get into the good stuff, let's talk about the bad thing. And I do only think there was one majorly bad thing. And we all know it's turnovers. If you want to say people weren't boxing out enough, I'll give you that as well. But let's stick to turnovers right now. We had a lot of them. Brandon Ingram had five of them. Every starter had at least two of them. And it's a problem. I don't really know what's going to solve it because a lot of these are user error. They are guys dribbling off their foot or throwing a bad entry pass or whatever it is. It's not like it's a a bold concept. It's not like the ball is getting stolen from guys that often. So they need to get their fundamentals down and get these turnovers way, way, way lower. We had 11 at the half. That's way too many. This is NBA basketball. If we were playing a more competent team and not saying anything bad about Memphis, they were missing three of their key guys. But if we were playing another healthy, really good team, they're going to take advantage of those turnovers, and they would have been up by 10 or 20 at the half instead of us being up by 10 at the half. So obviously it's an issue. We're going to have to fix that. But that's really the only big negative I saw from last night. One of the biggest things I saw was growth. Let's talk about growth. I've taken some time to rewatch the game, and after rewatching it and calming down and taking a deep breath, I want to say that Zion got busy in that second half, so busy. And you could see it happening in the first half. He was just figuring it out. The guy hasn't played a game since January of last year, so we got to cut him some slack, people. This is what it takes to get back into that NBA game shape. He did an incredible job getting his body ready for this year, and I commend him. Everyone around the league and everyone around the Pelicans said that he was more dedicated this year than he had ever been, and we know for a fact that he spent more time in New Orleans this year than he had ever before. So I'm just really excited and really proud of Zion for showing up, looking so great, and just figuring it out against the Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr. That was incredible. The Zion Mitty, honestly, to me, was the most impressive thing about his showing last night. Everything else we had kind of seen before, but he's getting more comfortable with that midi. He does have a little bit of a hitch in it, but it's weird. The hitch happens when he's in midair already. So I don't know if that's going to affect the shot down the road when athleticism kind of declines a little bit, whatever. That's way too future thinking. But for now, I love it. I love the shot selection. Zion's got handles. That's I don't know if that's ever been an argument, but he has handles. He doesn't just have that left, right, right, left crossover to get to the rim. He can go behind the back, step back, and take a foul line jumper. And that's what we saw last night. I would love personally if he's hitting three to five of those, at least taking three to five of those a night and hitting two or three of them. It would just keep the defense honest. We've all had this conversation. We all want him to do it. 
And even he said last night in his post-game presser, it's there. The midi's there. He just has to show it more often. And so that's what I guess he's going to do. He said he worked on being unguardable this year. I'm going to trust him. I'm trusting Zion that he's going to be unguardable. I had my doubts in the first half. He was looking a little rusty, which is to be expected. The guy hasn't played since January of last year. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then in the second half, he dominated like he normally does. Brandon Ingram did throw some good lobs, but it seems like we can only throw a good lob if we're above the three-point line. We're throwing lobs that are hitting the backboard and going behind Zion when we're inside the three-point line, and I just don't understand how we're missing such an easy target. But besides that, Zion really showed out. I was just so impressed by his poise, uh, his willingness to make the right play, even though he wasn't getting all of his own points. And yeah, I was just, honestly, I was I was impressed with it. I think we needed this first win away from home so we could come back home with a lot of energy. And I think that's exactly what we're going to do. Next thing on the list, let's let's just talk about it, okay? I didn't want to ever say this name ever again. I know you didn't ever want to say this name ever again in the state of Louisiana, but Matt Ryan, not the ex-Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan, the NBA player who did hit a game-tying three against us last year. That's okay. It's fine. He was a Laker, but now he's a Pelican, and he came into the game and absolutely dominated from the three-point line. Incredible. He was the perfect spark off the bench for us. He hit three three-pointers. He got some really tough rebounds, played some good defense, had a really cool finger, finger roll pass to Jonas while driving into the lane. Who is this guy? He's on a two-way contract, and he's out there playing like J.J. Redick. I loved it. What a spark. What a guy. I hope he sticks around. He's going to be great as a backup shooter or just a shooter when we need more shooting when we're playing against a team that has a lot of bigs. So it was great that we saw him, saw what he's capable of, and that we have shooters on the bench. Last year, when people went down, we did not have enough shooters on the bench. So now that we do, I feel so much better about what we're doing moving forward. And our bench actually played really well last night. Aside from Kyra, who still looks a little bit lost out there, which hurts my heart because Kyra Lewis is, seems like just such a great kid and such a great guy. He's from Alabama. He's a Southern guy, just like all of us. And you just hope that he he figures it out. We, we see glimpses of it, but it's just not all the way there yet. Um, speaking of young guys, Hawk. That's, all, that's what his name is. That's what he wants to be called, Hawk. I'm going to call him Hawk. He took his first shot from deep three, and he made his first shot from three. As a rookie, that's got to feel so good. And as a fan, it looked so good. I was just so happy for him. Uh, Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels was great. Dyson Daniels looked – look, he had some blunders. We all get it. He, he missed like two shots at the rim in a row, but he got both rebounds and then made the third putback. So we love that for him. His defense is still there. His three-point shot at the very end of the game with no pressure, nothing. He got to set his feet and take a shot, and he absolutely destroyed the rim and missed it. That's fine. We love him. Things are still happening for him, but his rim pressure and his dribbling around the rim has gotten so much better, so I'm just really happy for him. Very excited for his growth. Again, the theme of this show, 
today is growth, and Dyson Daniels looked like he grew, which we loved. Herb Jones. We have to talk about Herb Jones. My guy, I was wearing my Jovenile not on Herb hat all week in anticipation for this game, and Herb absolutely showed out. And I just want to say that Herb hitting two threes per game is going to happen a lot this year. And DraftKings and all these other FanDuel sports books, all these sports books, they haven't caught on yet. So take advantage of that and put some money down on Herb Jones hitting two threes. Because I'm telling you, if you're in the state of Louisiana where it's legal to sports bet, you need to start putting some money down on Herb Jones making two threes. He did it last night. I cashed out. My cousin cashed out. Some of my friends cashed out. We were all happy riding on the Herb Jones three bandwagon. He was really great from three in the preseason, despite the Pelicans not being so great. So I love that from him. Of course, we loved his tenacity. We loved how he was on ball against everybody, especially Desmond Bain. He played the five for a couple possessions, which was great. But most of the time, he's just moving around. We can trust him with the ball in his hands. We can trust him to make entry passes. Herm Jones is probably one of my favorite Pelicans of all time already. I hope he stays a Pelican for the rest of his career. He is just an incredible person, an incredible soul, an incredible defender, an incredible basketball player over around, all around, and an over around. He reminds me, and I hate to say this, and it pains me to say this, but he does remind me a little bit of Draymond Green, except he's obviously a better three-point shooter. I think he could really turn the corner in his playmaking and his ability to get to the rim. And that's just going to get better and better as the seasons go on. So I loved what I saw from our guy, Herb Jones, last night. What an incredible run from him. Jonas last night, or Jonas last night, sorry for the mispronunciation. Jonas, he did his thing. Look, he got a double-double, but it's apparent that he looks a little slow out there. It's, it's old-school basketball. Obviously, he was against Jaron Jackson Jr., which he played well against in the FIBA tournament, but this is not FIBA basketball. So he looked okay. He got his shot blocked a ton, but he got putbacks. He got some easy dunks off of penetration from Zion and Brandon Ingram and Matt Ryan, apparently. So he did his thing. He got his double-double. That's what he's there for. I still would like everybody to box out more. I would love for us to focus on the defensive glass a little bit more. But aside from that, guys, I was I was okay with Jonas's performance. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a thing we can do all season, but I was happy with it. Next thing I kind of want to break into a little bit is the stats portion. I'm not talking about box score. We've already gone through that. I'm talking about some lineup stats. Lineup stats to me are some of my favorite to look at because it just shows you how effective everybody is. And our starting lineup, much like our very healthy starting lineup last year, was not that great. Offensive rating through 17 minutes was 100. Defensive rating through 17 minutes was 100. A very average starting lineup. Granted, it was just one game, so that doesn't really mean too much. But the starting unit of Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Herb Jones, doesn't really have an identity yet. 
This is where things get a little bit rocky with me and some fans of the Pelicans and some other media members and some content creators like myself. I think Jonas Valanciunas should come off the bench. And I think about last night's game and think about how dominant he would have been if he wasn't going against the reigning defensive player of the year, Triple J. He got his shot packed like three times in a row against Triple J. And I just feel like they didn't have any other bigs and they should have used Jonas a little bit more effectively against some of these smaller units and then had him outside of the paint or had another shooter in the game, somebody out on the perimeter so that Zion and Brandon Ingram could control the paint and be used the most effectively they could possibly be used. And that's my gripe with the whole Jonas thing. I do think he is a good player, and I do think he's useful for our team. The guy is a double-double machine, and that's something that everybody needs. I just need it to happen off the bench. Same amount of minutes, just against different units. Very strategically used. I don't want him going up against other seven-footers that are more skilled or more athletic. I want him going up against the guys like Evicta Zubac and Miles uh, yeah, Miles Teller, not Miles Teller, Miles, that's the actor, <laughs> the guy in Indiana, I know his name is Miles something, Miles in Indiana, he's been, everyone's been wanting him on the Pelicans for years, but that guy in Indiana, <laughs> and then, um, and then, it, you know, any other kind of slower moving, not super athletic, not three point shooting big, like Mitchell Robinson in New York, I feel like I'd be okay with Jonas against guys like that. You know where I'm you know where I'm at. You guys know what I'm talking about. Other than that, guys, look, the Pelicans are flying under the radar. We didn't get a lot of media coverage. The Zion Dunks did really well on social media, which is something you're always looking for. But let's go over how the rest of the teams in the association did last night because look, the West is gonna get really, really tough really, really fast. So Let's take a look. Last night, the Magic did us a favor and beat the Rockets. That's great. The Rockets still look young. They're up and coming. They have a new head coach. Things are going to get a little bit tricky. I know they're not in the West, but the Knicks did lose last night, and they do come and play us on Saturday for our home opener. So we're going to get into that in the next pod, but it's going to be a crazy game. Next up, the Pacers absolutely dominated. The Wizard doesn't really have too much for us, but Buddy Heald is apparently on the market, so we want to keep our eye on that because we love Buddy. We drafted Buddy. We're hoping that we could get even more shooters back. That's fine. The Hawks got beat by the Hornets. That's fine. Trey Young, I don't really love him as a player, but he didn't play well either. The Timberwolves got beat by the Raptors, and the Wolves didn't even break 100 points. That was one of the shocks of the night for me. I thought they were coming out swinging. Carl, Carl Anthony Towns was healthy. I just didn't get it. K-Town, uh, K, K Carl Towns, Cat, however you want to call him, however he wants to call himself, however he wants to talk, had 19 and 10 last night, so pretty much 20 and 10 with three assists, four blocks. He kind of played his game. That's what you expect. Even Rudy Gobert had 15 and 13 with four blocks. It was a block party in, I guess they're playing in Toronto. They're playing in Toronto. Anthony Edwards, 26 and 14. Mike Conley, 11 and 4 and 3. It just, I don't know what really happened. 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker, former Pelican, he only had two points, four rebounds, two assists, and one steal in 22 minutes. So actually, that was the issue. Hopefully he plays better. I'm always rooting for Knob. But yeah, the, the Timberwolves lost, which is great for us. The Pistons lost against the Heat, barely 102-103. The Cavaliers beat the Nets. The Thunder, who I am very scared of, beat the Bulls 124-104. to I'm worried, guys. I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to front. I'm I'm worried about the Thunder. They're a great team. Chet looked serviceable. Obviously, he's a rookie. He's going to have to get used to playing. But Josh Giddy was diamond balls. Shea Gilgis Alexander was absolutely incredible. He had 31-5 and 10, 10 assists with him. That's just insane. The, the Jalen Williams crew played well. I just they everyone is just so so good on that team. Uh, I loved it. I, I love them. They're they're a fun team to watch if you're not watching the Pelicans, but I also am scared of them, and I hate them. Next up, the Kings beat the Jazz 130-114. to I don't like the Jazz. No one likes the Jazz if you're New Orleans. They stole our name. I would still, even today, love that name back and that colorway back, but I don't think it's going to happen. But the Kings look good. I don't know how real they are going to be this year. I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year, but – Harrison Barnes dropped 33 points. Keegan Murray, 15. Sabonis did his thing with 22 and 12. Darren Fox was doing was playing great. I, you know, I just think that they're they're a good team too, and they're gonna be in the mix with us. And then the Dallas Mavericks beat the Spurs. Thankfully, obviously, we want the Spurs to be kind of low down there because Wemby is gonna be great, unfortunately, and he's gonna be good for a long time. So Knock them down while we can, but of course the Mavericks being good, they're in the West. They're going to be up there in contention with us as well. And then the last game of the night, which was the Clippers and the Blazers, the Clippers won 123 to 111. And honestly, the Clippers looked good. Russell Westbrook looked good. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard looked healthy. Zubats had 20 and 12. Bones Highland, uh, a young kid who I actually really enjoy watching as well, looked great. And the Portland Trailblazers, look, they're a young team. They're rebuilding. Scoot got 11 points. Anthony Simons is, was there doing his thing. But they're a young team. I feel like they're going to be trying to work out things all year. So it's not going to be a huge deal playing against them. So that was that's where everything lined up in the West last night. I'm going to go ahead and look at the standings just to see where everything is. Obviously, it's just the first game, so... All the teams that are 1-0 are Denver, Dallas, Phoenix, Sacramento, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. And that makes up the current standings all tied for first place. But yeah, guys, it's going to be a very, very exciting Western Conference this year. We're going to have to play hard. We're going to have to stay healthy. I hope our guys were in ice baths when they got home. They have a little bit of time to recover a couple days to be in this beautiful Louisiana weather. It's going to be incredible. I just can't wait. That's going to wrap things up for today. Thank you all so much for listening. There's going to be tons of content on TikTok, breaking down plays, reacting to certain plays. You can find me there at Ryan Talks Pels. And then also on Twitter, I'm always posting stuff about the games. I'm live tweeting games. I'm going to be going live watching games with people on Twitter and TikTok and everywhere else. Soon to be, that's at Ryan Talks Hoops. Of course, you can find this podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Just 
click on Believe Podcast, scroll down, find us there. It's Believe Pelicans Podcast. Thank you all so much. I love you all, and I will see you guys for the pregame breakdown of the Knicks. And then, of course, right after the Knicks game as well. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.